fitness obviously transcends everything. I think it's hard to be fit at a high level, but then also be not disciplined in other areas of your life. Hey, what's up, friends? I'm Vince Del Monte, father, husband, and the OG of online fitness marketing. For more than a decade, I've been committed to helping skinny guys pack on muscle. And after building multiple seven-figure online fitness businesses, I've achieved freedom and financial security through mentorship, hard work, and my passion for fitness. And I want to help you do the same. Recently, I've built the best mastermind coaching program that exists for fitness professionals by giving you the shortest no BS path to grow to six, seven, and even eight figures regardless of your starting level. My coaching was designed to give you the skills, systems, and support to become an industry mover and shaker and build the business and life of your dreams. Welcome back to the Vince Del Monte Podcast. This is Adrian here, Vince's brother. And before we roll our conversation with Carl Bratlin, or as you may know him on social media as Live Fit Carl, just two real quick announcements. Just a reminder that as of January 1st, we are moving all of the Bedrock Monday episodes to our brand new podcast, Becoming Bedrock. You can subscribe to Becoming Bedrock by going to menofbedrock.com slash podcast, or just clicking the link in the show notes. And what we want to do over there is specifically equip men with the daily disciplines and a rock solid mindset to forge a lasting legacy of fitness, family, and faith. And so we really want to double down on that message and then use this page to do what Vince has done well for the last 17 years, support fitness entrepreneurs in starting, growing, or scaling their online fitness businesses. And just as we transition over to becoming bedrock, you know, this will be one of our last episodes. And so Vince and I wanted to give a bit of a gift and the gift that we're offering is the gift of service. <laughs> I know it doesn't sound like a great gift, but if you've been listening along with us, you know that ultimately your legacy as the leader of your family will be grounded on how well you served your people. Fitness is great, right? Daily habits are great, but if they don't result in you being able to serve your people better, then they're of very little value. And so what we did is we put together a short case study of one of our most successful students. Uh, Nello. Nello went from being struggling and just overwhelmed to being strong and the servant leader of his family. And we sort of just told his story. It's a very short read. It's about a three-minute lead. Uh, sorry, a three-minute read. And you can download it. Um, that case study the link is also in the show notes. I think you will really, really enjoy. And um, then we hope we see to see you over at Becoming Bedrock, our brand new podcast. And now on to my conversation with Carl Bratland. Enjoy. Well, welcome back. We are so grateful that you are here. We are excited to have a very special guest. We are with Carl Bratland today. If you guys have followed Carl online at Live Fit Carl, you know he's just got some killer stuff for dads. And so we're excited for a conversation that's going to empower dads um, in their fitness and in their family habits. So, Carl, I want to welcome you. Thank you for uh, thank you for joining me today, man. No, thanks for having me. I always like to connect with you know fellow dads or like minded people and have a good chat and share with others, see if it helps them, and you know go from there. That's what we'll do, man. Well, tell me about your situation. You have got four kids, and they're little too. Yeah, uh, two boys and two girls. Uh, so my boys are seven and five. And then we tried for a third and got an extra. So we got uh, identical twin girls who are about 16 months old now. Um, it's definitely been a journey. Going from two to four is, is, is a challenge for sure. 
kind of settled in and two were like, oh, we kind of got this. And I I don't even know. I mean, assuming three is obviously hard too, but when we got two at the same time, like, I don't know, you can can never prepare for twins and you'll never know unless you have them. (laughs) What's it like, man? Tell me, like, what's it, you know, I I assume it's like two. It's not just like you do one diaper and they both get it changed. You got to do the whole thing. Like, what is it like having twins? Um, I mean, you, you think it's just going to be like twice as hard, like just two, but it's just like exponentially harder. I don't even, I don't really, I guess can know why, but, uh, it's, you know, you're, if one of them wakes up and then maybe like, it's hard to keep on the same schedule. So you're sometimes you're like in the beginning, we were up like almost the whole night. Cause like one would be up, we'd get him down, feed him, change him, whatever, the next one would be up, get him down. So it was just like, oh my God, literally, this is impossible. Um, and, you know, sometimes they would stay on the same schedule and that was nice. But, uh, you know, that's that's the hardest thing is, you know, you got, instead of taking one out of the car, I got to go take two out of the car. Well, let's talk about that. I mean, your, I love your kind of angle is, you know, functional fitness. You're a functional fitness coach. What, what does that mean? Like, is that... You're building dads so they can carry two kids to the car. Uh, it's definitely <laughs> so part of it. It's definitely part yeah, yeah. of it. Um, you know, I've been in fitness forever, and I did all the CrossFit stuff. And you know, I still everything's CrossFit technically. Um, they just coined the the competition and some of the movements and made it a you know a huge thing. But anything where you're doing fitness across different modalities is, is CrossFit, um, which becomes functional. So I I kind of shifted from that as I got closer to my 40s and needed to you know my body was just like hurting I was in like phenomenal shape but I just felt like I like hurt and ached and was like I don't know I'm like how am I like so strong and in such good shape but like I just feel like you know shit I guess yeah yeah, uh, yeah. so I started shifting into not worrying as much about the competition the weights you know what the person next to me is doing what the person on social media is doing and just um, mobility was something I always, I think neglected or just like thought it would be fine. Oh, I can lift, I can get through the motions. It's good. But I don't know. You probably know as you get older, this thing start to hurt. You don't move as well. You can't just jump on the bar and just start going or you get hurt. Uh, so I started changing that. And then once I started sharing it and, and it started working for me, I started feeling better. And, you know, the goal is to one, obviously, like I said, be able to like do stuff with your kids, carry them in and out, play with them, get up and down off, off the ground, run around if you need to, all that stuff. Uh, but also like longevity becomes a focus. I think most of us, as well, all of us as dads, I would hope, want to be around when your kids go through different milestones. Well, let me ask, like, so, and maybe we can go through a bit of the arc of, of like the dad life. I like that you're you know, your brand has the word live in it. So it's not just when the kids are young, it's kind of the whole life cycle. When the kids are young, as young as your kids, it's way more physically demanding because your sleep is low. I find it difficult to eat clean because my kids don't eat, clean. you know, the foods yeah. the kids like at this age, they're yeah. not eating, they don't love chicken, <laughs> you know. Chicken so, nuggets, they like chicken nuggets. Yeah, right, the oh, chicken, yeah. Nuggets, like chicken nuggets, that, that counts. So I'm curious, and, and then maybe I'll ask them follow-up as they get older. At the young age, your kids are like, what What are you equipping your body for? Is it like jumping off the playground? Is it running after them, carrying things? What are, what are the other elements? I mean, I'm still like, you know, lifting and working out and, and doing typical things that people do just because I, I like it and I want to be fit. And I don't know, you want a six-pack or, or whatever that, you know, a lot of people aspire for. Um, but also... 
I like I said, I focus on just like range of motion through like and and being able to do things like with knees, ankles, hips, shoulders, you know, low back, like uh, things that start to bother everybody as you get older. And especially if you're like done sports, you've had surgeries or done anything, you know, your knees just it's hard to bend down and get up off the ground. Your low back hurts when you bend over and try to pick stuff up. Um, and there's just so many dads, just people in general, but dads specifically who, the ones I work with too, that they just constantly are getting like injured from like whatever, shoveling the driveway or like just things that you do every day and you just like pick up your they're, kids they're lame. They're, they're lame stories too, right? Like yeah. A dad yeah, gets I know. Injured and like I slipped like on the ice or I went to pick <laughs> up my kid's toy and my back went on. Yeah. Uh, and then you can't work out forever because you're hurt. And so then it gets worse. Sometimes it becomes a cycle for, for dads because uh, especially, you know, like you said, you have the kid, you're tired, you're not sleeping. Maybe you stop working out, stop eating healthy, and you're just like, whatever, I'll figure this out in a year once all this settles down. And then a year goes by and I don't know, you kind of forget. Maybe you're so far gone and then you start trying to work out and you're like, holy cow, like I'm like, in terrible shape i can't do this and yeah then, then you've you got, you got 30 extra pounds too yeah right? so it's, it's hard to get started and i talk about this a lot with like got men have like this ego where you think like when you go back like if you're taking some time off you're like oh i can still run whatever eight minute mile seven minute mile or i can still go you know bench whatever throw 225 on the bench and just go and then you go try to do it you know after you haven't done it for a year and a half or a year and you're just like you know you can barely even walk a mile or whatever so I think that's very like disheartening for people or for men's like ego, you know? Oh, it totally is, right? It totally. I mean, I'm always thinking when we talk about the good old days. Remember that movie Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah. I don't know if you remember that one. And, and oh, it's yeah. like Uncle Rico. He goes, I could throw a football over the mountains. <laughs> yeah. He says. So there's, there's that element. I also think, though, for dads, when we talk about functional strength or – you know, you want to be in shape for your kids. I think in some respects that's become a bit of a limiting belief. Like guys with six packs, Carl, are seen as these like extremists. I'm curious, like you're, I've seen your videos, like you're ripped, man. And I'm curious, is that necessary for your functional strength? Is it necessary for your mindset? Necessary for your kids? Just, is it your own personal goals? I mean, it's it's definitely not necessary to survive and be a, you know, functional, fit, healthy dad. Um, but like I said, I think it is something that most people aspire to, or they would, you know, like to have, I think just, that's just part of society and probably just nature in general. Like everybody likes more fit, attractive, you know, species, you know, I think, I think it's probably the same for even just regular, you know, any animals out there, but, um, but no, it's, it's not like necessary for me. I guess I've, with the sports mentality, I've just done, been sports my whole life and um, I've always just wanted, I always try to do like the best that I can or like perform the best that I can or whatever I do. Uh, I try to be optimal. So I'm, I'm, I don't know, I feel like it's maybe the same with, with health and fitness is if I'm going to do it, I'm going to try to be as optimal as I can and be the best at it. You know, I'm obviously not and I feel like the twins have aged me like five years. So I feel like I look back like, you know, a year ago or something. I, sometimes in my mind, I'm like, man, I was freaking way more jacked then, but I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm just, maybe <laughs> I'm just like, so I, I have tried to wrap my head around that is like, okay, maybe for my whole life, like maybe I can't be that, you know, that, that ripped it's, it gets harder with kids and you get older. And, um, 
Maybe I won't have a six-pack forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, talk, say more about optimal. I mean, I, I, what, I, what I respect about an individual who stays lean, let's, let's just say 10% body fat. So let, they say they stay lean. We're not going to talk about 4% when your kids are waking up four times in the night. Yeah. But someone who stays lean year-round, I think that's representative of a very strong mindset. That's what I would say. Like, cause then you gotta be in control of your nutrition. You're in control, like you're you're thinking conscientiously about your training. You're not just doing reps on reps. So like what is you know, talk about optimal mindset for, for a dad. He doesn't have to be ripped. Okay, we can maybe say that. But like, does he have to be sharp? Like, does he have to be emotionally attuned? Like I think there's under other benefits of being really physically fit. Yeah, I mean fitness obviously transcends everything. If you're it's hard to I, I think it's hard to be fit at a high level and also but then also be not disciplined in other areas of your life, if that makes sense. Mm, so like if I'm disciplined with fitness and nutrition and I like try to get a decent amount of sleep and it, it's hard with kids obviously, but and you wake up early and try to get some stuff done, whatever. I, I feel like it transcends everything because uh, how can you really be like truly fit or like optimally fit and then just sort of be like terrible or lazy or worthless or whatever in other things? You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't seem like you can be. Um, I think it kind of transcends those habits like that you do with fitness, nutrition. Like you're saying, you got to like, you got to kind of plan ahead if you're going out to eat or you're going to on a road trip or you for me, like I have to, and sometimes I feel like I'm annoying and like, you know, with my friends or family that I don't want to be like that person who's like, oh, well, I got to like bring my own food or whatever, or I, I got to go somewhere else to eat. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I, I guess I just have different goals. And so I want to try to adhere to that. And I eat, I'll eat like junk food. I mean, I totally will. I love pizza, cake. Uh, it's not like I won't eat it. It's not like I won't skip a workout. But I try to be as consistent as I can. And I do think, like you said, it does help with like your mental, emotional. Obviously, there's biological, physiological stuff when you work out and exercise. It, you know, it's beneficial beyond just physical. That's um, interesting. I, I, I like you saying uh, everyone does. Everybody can relate to the don't want to be that guy mindset, especially around the holidays. Right. Because you meet your mother-in-law's. She's going to cook. She's going to take offense if you don't eat the food. Or, you know, that's a story we tell ourselves at least. <laughs> yeah. Why, why, why do people not want to be that guy? Like, I, I, to be honestly, Carl, I'll be brutally honest. I like being that guy. I was a distance runner for years. And I loved waking up super early, even on Christmas morning and going for a run, like really early. I liked being that guy. But people struggle with that concept of doing things differently. Why do you think that is? People just want to, I mean, most people, I feel like they want to blend in. They don't want to, like, be different or be like outcasted. And if you're, like you said, you're an extremist, people will, you know, put you in that category of like, oh, you're just, you're crazy or whatever. I think that's just an innate or mentality of humans. Like you want to kind of fit in socially. Uh, I mean, I honestly, I, I don't really care. Like as I got older, like I kept telling my wife, she's eight years younger than me. Um, and she gets all worked up sometimes about just, oh, just minor things that I think are minor and, and with, whoever, a colleague or a student or a neighbor or whatever. And I'm like, once you turn 40, like, you, I don't know, you just don't care anymore. You're just like, I don't you get perspective. You get perspective. People yeah, yeah. Anymore. I don't know why it's 40, but I just like, you know, I'm like, I could be halfway through my life or even more, you know, I don't know. But, you know, if you think you're maybe I'm going to live to 80, 
let's say, like, who cares what this person thinks or who you want know, to be the best person you can and, and leave it at that. The paradox is interesting to me because on the one hand, we've identified having a six pack as, you know, a, an optimal standard or, or being very lean. Let's call it lean, being super confident when you take your shirt off at the beach. And on the other hand, people don't want to be that guy, the guy who brings food or the guy who, I'm not saying you can't eat pizza or cake, but yeah. you don't eat that much, right? Like, yeah. so there's this paradox of wanting the thing, but not wanting to do the you know, some of the things that are necessary. Let's actually lay that out. I, I'm, I'm curious as you coach men, what are the big hinges, so to speak, that would give men the, the most bang for their buck in their fitness? Like what are the daily habits say that guys do this and you're going to get pretty darn close to optimal? I'll just say with certain nutrition. So you need to prioritize protein. Uh, I would say like eat whole foods, but let's just go with protein. If you prioritize protein for all meals, you're going to be okay. Um, so that'd be one, two, you have to, you're gonna have to strength train. I think strength training in some fashion is key. Even if you're a runner like you, uh, you just, you just need muscles. So you got to find a way to strength train, uh, three, I think supersets and like intervals or circuits, or I guess you can call it high intensity interval training, whatever we want to call it, are your your friend where you can kind of get, like you said, a good bang for your buck. You can rotate through some exercises, still focus on getting stronger or lifting and get it in an efficient time frame. Cause most of us have an hour, you know, at most, maybe not even 30 minutes. Um, lastly, I'll say mobility or something with flexibility or whether it's stretching, going through mobility, kind of training, range of motion, working on your inefficiencies, or the minor injuries that have plagued you for a long time. The reason I say that is because, like I said, once you have that tweak or that issue or whatever, you're out for like a month or two months. It just derails you. You're constantly throwing your back out or you're constantly like tweaking your shoulder or your ankle. Like it's not just going to like go away. So you got to either train smarter. You got to like train around it. You don't run, but you should probably try to address it in some way because it can get better. Let me, let me dig into a few of these. So I... Which is hardest for the guys you work with? Getting the workouts in, finding time to do the stretching, or the nutrition? Nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. Why? I mean, you you, you made it so easy, right? I, I learned I learned recently that protein in Greek means first. That's like what it means. Like oh, that's yeah? the translation. So it's helpful to understand that, right? Like it's the like it's got to be on your plate. Um, why do guys struggle to eat protein? Is it the prep or the busy lives or? I mean, it's not necessarily specifically the protein, but I mean, I, I, it's just nutrition in general. There's just too many, uh, the, well, one protein is harder to like to prepare. Like it's hard to really, you gotta like cook it generally, <laughs> um, unless you're and then, or you're buying it processed or something or whatever. Uh, so they might be eating protein, but it's probably not quality, you know, going to the drive through or whatever and getting, you know, a, a cheeseburger chicken nuggets. or chicken nuggets or chicken tenders. <laughs> it's not, it's not really like yeah. the, you know, protein. So one of its, some of its planning and pre preparation, some of its, and again, goes with convenience, uh, and like lifestyle, you know, like f people work and they go to all these like social meetings and these dinners and they, you know, maybe go on golf trips, like people in the business world or, you know, even in education, you know, like, people always bringing junk in the office and you know, it's like, they're always, always, something's always in there. All the Halloween candy, Christmas cook, whatever. Uh, it's just, it becomes hard because you're always exposed to it. 
And carbs are, are way, way, way easier to find and overconsume. Yeah. How do you, like, how do you do I, it? You, you, got, you got four kids. How do you get your protein in? Like, how, do you guys meal prep or how do you get? What yeah, you we, I mean, it helps that I'm home now because, you know, I, I can cook some stuff and like get it meal prepped. Uh, but my wife was, even before she did a lot of it and I, would, I actually didn't help as much, honestly, when I was working too. That's kind of with the cooking such. Um, but yeah, if, if you can't, and then I, I try to prepare things that I, proteins that I can eat like on the go or that I, you know, like hard boiled eggs or, you know, I know. Tuna's not even my favorite, but like I'll eat it because I don't know. It's it's a lot of good protein, um, you know, like jerky, things that you can take that are quick and fairly healthy, versus a bag of chips or yeah. So I mean, we've identified some things, and and people know this. Eat protein. Everyone knows you got to eat protein. I mean, maybe they don't. How much protein depends on your size, obviously, but you know. Let's do the other side. Okay, if you're putting protein in, you then have to resist the cookies, the cakes, all the other things. Why is that so hard? Like our, our head coach, Ryan, says never in the history of the world has a carb jumped off the plate into your mouth, right? Like you, 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 you <laughs> no. put it in. Like, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, like why can't – like, okay, so there's all these cakes in the staff office. Why can't people just say no? If you are enjoying this episode, please remember that these conversations specific to parenting are moving over to the Becoming Bedrock podcast starting today. You can subscribe at menofbedrock.com slash podcast or find us wherever you get your pods. Now, back to the show. And I, I'm guilty of it too. Like, I don't know, like they like food and it's became a social thing. Like wherever you go, like there's food. Like if you have a gathering, I mean, imagine going to having Christmas and not being any food. Like what would you do? Yeah. Like there wasn't a well, meal. You talk. You yeah. talk. We, we, like, we've oh, normal. Yeah. What are we going to do here? Like, <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's in yeah. every social gathering, you know, that, and it's not like it's people are, people are planning those social gatherings and they want good food that people want to eat and that they're going to enjoy and remember like, man, that was, they're not like, at least most people that I know aren't thinking like, oh, we need to make the healthiest Christmas dinner ever. Like everyone's coming here and it's healthy. I don't care whether you like it or not. Yeah, no, it is. And and, and then if you're the host, you become that guy, yeah. right? You're like the you're like the people on the street who give out like toothbrushes to the kids on Halloween. Yeah. You know, you're like yeah. that guy. And then, you can't just enjoy but, it. But, but we've just so societally accepted unhealthy eating like well you got to eat it it's there how do you coach guys through that i mean you can do that and then you'll have 30 extra pounds a year yeah. like that's that's the challenge how, 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 what would you say to guys in that situation is it moderation is it obviously moderation is, is one so like you can maybe eat it and not eat as much uh a lot of times it's hard because once people start you know it's hard to if they you know it's hard to know when to stop or how much is too much you know then you kind of like oh whatever i'll just go or you you just order something else. You're like, hey, I'm gonna order this, you know, salad or whatever. Uh, and then and eventually, like, it gets easier because then people just you you are that guy or whatever. Like, people just know. Like now, I am that guy. I guess you know, people just know. Like when I go to family gatherings, and now they they try to plan for me. Honestly, I feel kind of bad. And, and mainly, it's I think it's because like my wife like is like, oh god, Carl, like. Now they're going and ordering something extra for you. Like, I feel like she's just kind of like, doesn't want to, uh, you don't want to like trouble people, you know, you don't want to make them go out of their way to 
accommodate you when you could just go with the flow and be like everyone else. But they, you know, they have accepted it and been, and they kind of like, you know, plan around it. I, it's definitely helped that like I have this like business and the coaching and I've gained a lot of followers on social media. So all these, I want, I guess I will say doubters, all these doubters, uh, even my family members and friends are kind of coming around. And you know, when I started, I don't even know why, actually, I honestly don't know why, but I started just kind of blowing up for like a better word. And then people like people would start to like, holy shit, dude, you got freaking hundred thousand followers. Like you're famous, you know, like my friends at work, <laughs> it kind of started becoming awkward because I didn't want like my work people to know. And like, you know, I got my shirt off. I'm like working out. I didn't want my students to know. So it's kind of trying to, but then I just got so big that it started showing up on their pages, like on your for you page, you know? So people start asking me and I'm like, oh shit, everybody knows now. But now anyways, long story short, now they're kind of like, they're kind of like supportive. Like, oh, like that's my my brother-in-law, like he's Litvit Carl, like, or people, they'll text me and be like, Hey, somebody just asked me about you and said, they saw a picture of me with you. And they're like, I know that guy from Instagram. Like that's Litvit Carl. I follow him. You know him? Like, yeah, that's my brother-in-law. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm not, it's not like I'm famous at all by any means, but I guess that's how like celebrity, like huge celebrities feel. It happens all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Um, but now they're like, they're pretty on board because they're like, Oh man, that's kind of cool. Like he's, yeah. Making it work. Well, but it's so interesting. It comes back to what you said initially about like, you know, the status of a six pack, you know, people want that, but they don't want to do what it's going to take to get there. But when someone else gets it and they become famous, something else society values, it's like, then it's okay. Yeah. But it, you know, that, cool. that, that you, if, if you had 80 followers and you were eating broccoli at Christmas, everyone would be like, this guy's weird. But yeah. because you're associated with status, everyone's like, oh yeah, I, I know that guy. He's not interested in how people's minds work. It's like clamoring for the power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of sad, but I mean, it becomes, I hate to say like the fit shaming thing because it's, it's gotta be way worse if you're like out of shape and you know, like it's fat for lack of a better, and, and people pick on you and bully you because it probably happens like your whole life. So to get fit shame is like, okay, I'm fit. You're, but it, it is a thing and people do do it. And it does bother me. Like you said, when they're like, you know, and they don't mean anything by it, but it does make you feel like, why, why do some people have to, cause sometimes I'll go to the pool and I, I don't, I'm not pretty humble. Like I don't want to like take my shirt off sometimes cause they're going to be like, Oh, I got to stand next to Carl. Like, great. It's like, well, sorry, dude. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, yeah, but, but why should you have to? This this aggravates me when, you know, somebody loses 40 pounds and everyone sees them like, hey, man, great job. You lost all this weight. And and then the guy like you who stays lean all year long, like you're the guy who should get the affirmation, the guy who lives with consistent discipline. Not perfect. We're not trying to paint that picture. But you live with consistent – and now you're in a position where you feel awkward for living – with this, I mean, what does this say about our society? I don't know. I man. think some of it is it makes them feel better. It makes me think back to like, uh, I don't know, when you're like in high school or whatever, and everybody starts drinking, and then like maybe you don't really drink. And I remember I didn't really drink, and they start trying to get even in college, they start trying to get you to drink alcohol, and then when you don't, so it's like, oh, well, what, what, what do you mean? You're too like good to drink alcohol? Like it kind of like brings me back to that. Like they almost made me feel bad that they're not that, so they try to like get you to join or make you feel bad, you know, because it makes them feel like they're, they're not doing anything wrong. And I think this is the exact reason people struggle to be that guy because they're, we're just, 
so wired to be aware of what other people think about us versus staying focused on, hey, you can be what you want, but my fitness is important to me, so I'm going to pursue it. And that's how it's going to be. And I think both things can be true. They can be happy with their choices and you can be happy with yours. Could, could you say, I'm, I'm transitioning a bit here, the second piece you said, um, or you said, you know, nutrition, strength training, supersets, but the last one was mobility. I think it's something that not a lot of people talk enough about, about, you know, mobility, especially as we go into our, I turned 41 this year. Uh, what would that look like? Can you make it real practical? Is it like more warm ups? Is it having a yoga day? Like what, what, do, what do you mean by that? Uh, yeah, I start, I started to, I incorporate like a lot of that into my like workout. So part of the warm up uh, will involve, you know, obviously getting the body moving, but then, you know, maybe you're doing some, um, I don't know, like some hip stuff, maybe some knee stuff, you know, I got the knees over toes, all that stuff's a big deal that people are doing, uh, going through like ranges of motion, you know, even just like body weight. Romanian deadlifts or whatever you're doing that day, I try to kind of like think like, all right, I need to sort of prep my body through this range of motion and improve, you know, flexibility, mobility, and then get me ready to like work out. So, you know, spending five, 10 minutes going through some of that stuff and then you do your lifts or whatever you do and do your workout. Uh, and then I always end with like str just stretching at the end. Uh, static or dynamic? Yeah. What are you doing? I mean, usually it's yeah. static, but I'll, it kind of depends on how I feel or whatever. But usually just straight stretching at the end when I'm all warmed up because you can – muscles are a little bit more pliable. And uh, stretching gets a little bit of a bad rap for some reason these days. Like, oh, you can't just stretch. I, I think it, like, it's changed like my life. I love it. Stretching like I love it. more lately. And I'm like yeah. – it definitely helps. It definitely helps. So you just you – just, so wait, five minutes before and you're actually going to like – like if you're doing – our RDLs, you're going to actually do RDLs, but with lighter weight. Is that what you would do for the warm up part? Yeah, I might just do like my body weight, just like, you know, bend down with my hands and try to go sort of really focus on getting the range of motion and the flexibility and focus on the muscle like contraction. Um, maybe, you know, I like say if I'm doing shoulders, you know, like band pull aparts, uh, you know, face pulls, things like that, where you're, you're also doing muscles that you don't normally work like those smaller ones on the backside that people never really like. I never knew they existed really. You just do lats. <laughs> uh, um, and then you get kind of stronger through those ranges of motion and you get better flexibility, mobility. Um, and it, it transcends into your lifts. It transcends into your life and your performance. And uh, like I said, so then you're not like getting so many of those nagging injuries just from doing normal things. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And then, and then your static stretching routine at the end, you just like, – you just – you go through what upper body, like you just spend five, 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, like there's so much like, debate about stretching, 10 second stretches, two minute stretches. What do you do? Uh, I try to do about a minute for each one. I usually do like just a few stretches, you know, three or four, depending on like if it's upper body, lower body, you know, might just, might even just be like hamstring stretching the couch stretch with your, you know, for quads, hip flexors, tricep, whatever, whatever you do. Like if you're doing like lats, you know, I, do, I like to do like a lot of passive, like hangs or dead hangs. Uh, for shoulders and, and lats and chest and such. But like I said, I feel like it, re it really benefits me and it kind of just makes me feel better at the end because you're already like warmed up and sweating and like your muscles just can stretch better uh, than if you're cold, you know? I like that a lot. I, I think a lot of people are just, they feel like they're too rushed. Like I don't have time to like lie there on the mat and do stretching, Carl. What, what would you say? Can you connect that back to longevity a little bit? Yeah, I, I, I started making it a habit in all my workouts. So I would... 
if I was running out of time, like if I had an hour and I was, I would cut like my other stuff short so I could stretch or do some sort of mobility because I don't, I guess it, I just felt like it started to like really change my life and make me just feel better. Like I was telling when I was doing like all those super heavy weights and the crazy CrossFit, doing muscle ups and all that crap that just <laughs> tears your body apart. Uh, I was just hurting. And then once I kind of shifted and put more focus on that stuff, I started to just like feel better. I was like, man, I like I feel better just with the aches and the pains. And, and then it starts impacting your performance and your life and your lifts and everything kind of starts to get better because you can move better. So yeah. So I made it a point to like, that was an important part of my, my workouts. Like I think people, men, especially like they just want to get, they want to lift in, they want to get tired and sweaty and like, or it's not a good workout. You know, there's like, Oh, and then they run out of time. They're like, I don't have time to stretch. I'll, I gotta go. I'll do it tomorrow. Uh, and then you just never do. Or they they think a warm up is like jumping on the bar and doing like the bar for a couple sets of ten and it's like oh I'm warmed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it, it speaks to this the speed that we run our lives, right? It's like, I mean, or or it speaks to the values I suppose of our society. Number one, like lift heavy, get the get the weight on the bar, right? Mm-hmm. Lift heavy, and then the second one is get in, get out. And so you're talking again about something that more people don't do either because they don't see the value or they don't have the time. Um, if I've only got, let's say I've got 35, if I've got like, break this down for me. So it's real practical. If, if I've got say 40 minutes for a workout, break that down. Am I stretching five minutes, 10 minutes at the end? Like how, how do I still uh, feel like I'm getting a good lift or how am I getting a good lift? If you have 40 minutes, I'd probably at least do at least, you gotta at least do like a five, 10 minute warm up. probably 10 minute warm up. Uh, then get through some lifts for 10, 15 minutes, put you at like 25. Um, in my mind, I would do like a 10 minute warm up, 10 minutes of like some sort of lifting, like trying to lift pretty heavy and get some strength training, hypertrophy training in. Maybe 10 or 15 minutes of like a circuit of more of a conditioning type thing. Um, so you can split that that 20 minutes up, however you want, or 25 minutes. And then at the end, do five minutes of stretching. Let, let me ask you one last question as we're sort of wrapping up here. Actually, two more questions. But, you know, at this stage, we've kind of painted the picture of like these daily habits, particularly if the kids are young. As, you, as, you, as your boys grow older and as the girls grow older, are you anticipating changing your training to like fit? The, like you'll have more time. You'll have more sleep. Do you think, will you start lifting heavier or is this kind of working? I don't know if I'll change my training other than the fact that I feel like I'll be able to to be more intense with it and get a little more gain from it. And I guess it depends on how I feel as I age. If I like start losing a lot of muscle, I got to hit strength training a little bit more. But now it's, it is harder to be as intense all the time. I can't just, some days you're just tired and some days you just wore out and you got to kind of listen to your body and I can't just go in and grind myself into the ground five days a week. You know, just, it's too much, you know? Uh, and that actually reminds my brother's a little bit older than me um, and he's into working out. So his kids are like, you know, 11, 13 and uh, he's, he's like in pretty good shape now. And like, he's kind of at that stage where he's got a little more time. So he's, you know, got dialing in more, trying to be more optimal with nutrition, with his fitness, with, you know, supplements and different things like that. Uh, where I'm kind of like on the other end where I'm like sort of just surviving, trying to, <laughs> I don't know, uh, with the kids now and trying to make it through with, and be as fit as I can. Um, but then, like I said, hopefully you'll 
you'll be able to, you get better sleep, you'll feel better, you'll be able to work out a little bit harder. Um, so I don't know if I'll really change like the, the format or the, you know, the goal necessarily, but I'm hoping I'll be able to be fitter even though I'm older. You think you would be this fit if you didn't have a brand, Carl? Honest question. I mean, like you're saying, I'm doing the best I can, but you are really, really, really in great shape. I think a lot of guys, they don't get abs because they don't see themselves as someone with abs. Like they don't, they, they, they don't, they're like, well, I don't really need that. But I think it becomes a bit of a limiting belief. I think in many respects, it's like my students who have typically been getting C's. Mm-hmm. And then I say, hey, you could get an A. And they don't believe it. So they just don't achieve it. So I'm curious how mindset factors into some of this. It definitely becomes like an acceptance, I think, of its uh, self-fulfilling prophecy of, oh, well, I'm not that, so I'm not going to work for that. Or I can't be that, so I'm not going to try to be that. Where... It, I mean, anything that you do that's outside the box is, is hard. You know, like you said, entrepreneurship, like it's not easy or everybody would do it. Like it's, <laughs> it's not easy to True. have a six pack or everyone would have one. Uh, so it's, I just think they just tell themselves they can't do it because they're maybe afraid of the work or they're just, it's not worth it to them. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it to them. Basically, I, I hate to be blunt, but it's just not a priority and that's fine. You don't, who, you don't need a six pack. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, but I, I thought I read something once that like, there's more like millionaires in the world than people that have six packs. Was that right? Eh? So I, I, don't know, I read that somewhere and I, I don't know where they got that stat, but I was like, that's probably true. Actually, yeah, it's probably easier are... to become a millionaire than to get a six pack, yeah. to be honest. Well, because people value money more than, yeah. than their personal fitness. I mean, um, no, a great, great conversation, Carl. I think we've made it practical. But there's also this like mindset piece here of embracing an identity for yourself. I think, I think we often start with the men in our group. What do you want to be 12 months from now? Because when you have that vision, it holds you to it when you come to these like, you know, when everyone else is doing, going with the flow or when everyone else wants to rush out of the gym, all, all the pe- all, when everyone else is going to prioritize carbs. When you have that vision, it does hold you to it a little more. And, and I think... Yeah, I think some sometimes people just don't factor a six pack into their vision. That's okay, I guess, but at least healthy fitness for your yeah. family needs to be on the list, right? Yeah, it's interesting because I I sometimes wonder like, am I doing worse for my kids? But like, because they see my wife and I like we're into fitness and we try to be healthy and you know we let them eat junk. We don't we don't want them to be like that, you know, that kid that never has anything and then goes off to camp and you know eats seven thousand tons of junk because they've never had it. Uh, but they talk about it and they see, and they like talk about like six packs and I'm just like, oh, am I like creating like this body image thing or whatever? And, uh, my kids are in gymnastics and like my, they're kind of getting like, they're kind of ripped. Like my seven year old's like, geez, man, you got like freaking eight. Yeah. Like you're like actually like a little ripped boy. Uh, so I wonder if it, if it's, you know, we're going to talk to them in, you know, 35 years and. You have a six pack. Is it is it going to stem from like these days? Like because they, it was just like normal, or they they thought about it, or they thought about being fit and healthy, and like now they they see us working out, and you know they'll come out in the gym and try to you know do pull ups or, or work out or do things, and uh, and we are kind of that family to the neighbors and other people. It's like oh, you know, the the fit family or whatever. But you know what, Carl, I want to I want to affirm that because like. Which isn't bad, I don't think, I don't care. 
No, it's not bad to be to be good. the family. Like it is good. It's great. I mean, see, like my good. son, and they're like, "Geez, what? The, he's freaking Jack. What the hell's wrong with him? Like, how is he so? It's like I don't know. He's active. He does stuff. That's it. He's a normal child yeah. who's watching a father do normal things, which is prioritize your health. Like, I don't understand how how we've lowered the bar. That someone who like puts protein on every plate and doesn't eat a whole bag of chips is like an extreme person. Like this doesn't make any sense to yeah. me. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It should be the other way around. That's right. You ate three bags of chips and I'm the... Let me ask you one last question. I'm going to put you on the spot here. So the name of our, our coaching program is, is Bedrock. We use Bedrock as a metaphor. World's hardest rocks, world's oldest rocks. Um, and we're trying to instill a mindset in our guys of a Bedrock mindset. How could that kind of be valuable for guys? Uh, I guess what I was thinking of it... Uh, it came to like, I was thinking of like foundation and like strength uh, or being a strong foundation. And you know, the, the father, the dad is, is typically, that's that's just stereotypically kind of their role is like, hey, you're the strong figure of the family. And I, I guess that's how I feel, how I think of it is, you know, we're aspiring to be these strong figures for our family and protect them and, and show them what's right and wrong and be good role models and, you know, be the foundation of the family that everybody can build off of and build around and provide for your family and then teaching your kids, you know, how, how they should act and be and, and so they can go on in life and be you know, good people and healthy people and, you know, carry on the same thing. So I guess I think of just like a strong foundation and, and sharing that and showing that to your kids, family and fitness is, I think is in health is obviously a part of it because it's hard to be, you just can't really be your best. If, you can't be your best if you're not healthy. You just can't. You said it, you said it transcends everything. Yep. I loved how you said that. Yeah. And where could people find you if they want to connect more with Live Fit Carl? Uh, Live Fit Carl on any any platform. You know, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. You can you can find me if you go to you know livefitcarl.com. That's my kind of landing page website where you can get some coaching or figure out the go to the form and we'll reach out to you and see if we can help. Well, thank you for being me here. This has been such a great conversation. And um, we'll make sure to link all your info in the show notes. And um, I appreciate yeah, it. Great conversation. Thank you. Yeah, thanks.